Chabiso Musia on SAFM. Yeah, let's start off in England. I think they're in Bristol now, the Proteas, ahead of the T20 two matches against Ireland. And Keshav Maharaj joins us on the line. Keshav, good evening. Thanks for speaking to us back home in South Africa on SAFM. Hi, Tobiso. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Congratulations on the series win. I know it's a common question in sport, but how's the mood in the camp after that series win? Yeah, it was a big win for us. I think we've come a long way as a unit, so the guys are buzzing, but we know we've got a new task at hand starting tomorrow, so still the focus is there. Mm. But for you, what pleased you the most, Keshav, with how the team performed over the three matches against England? I think it's a character that we showed in which to bounce back against a strong England outfit. Uh, obviously, going the f- uh, losing the first game and then coming back to win the next two on the bounce. I think we showed uh, our character and resilience to pull through and you know have two polished uh, uh, sort of outcomes in the game in terms of the way we executed our skill with ball and bat. Mm. And what does it take to bounce back like you did after that heavy defeat in, in the first match? Uh, look, it's it's obviously we went back to the drawing board and sort of isolated the areas in which we had to improve. And you know the response from the boys was a phenomenal effort to to bounce back from such a heavy defeat in the first game to come back and and win in the manner we did. I think it shows the character in the team. Mm-hmm. And and what did the coach say? Does it help that also Keshav maybe after the first game they kept the same team, especially because they were back to back matches. Yeah, I think Bauchi's done really well in show, in keeping the consistency of the team. We do know that, you know, when you're in a bit of form, there's going to be one slip-up, but it's how you bounce back. And I think the consistency as a team, knowing each other, knowing the player next to you, that does make a huge difference in terms of, you know, uh, achieving those results. A lot of people are also impressed with how the team played. There seems to be a lot more intent and just a lot more positivity. Is there a deliberate plan now to just play that kind of cricket or what kind of cricket is this team looking to play? I think if you look from the ODI series, we played a really, really good brand of cricket. Obviously, got lost the second ODI, but then, you know, bounced back. Uh, and I think we carried a bit of momentum into that. But then you saw the energy levels. It's something about T20 cricket within our country that just excites the boys and raises it to a new level. Uh, also, having said that, I think as a unit, we've achieved a lot in the last 18 months and we sort of finding some rhythm to our game. So, you know, there's we don't need much motivation to sort of display the energy that we were in the in these last three T20s. Mm. And what are you looking then to, to get out of the T20 matches against Ireland starting tomorrow? Yeah, I think you can't take any opposition for granted. Ireland's been in a bit of form. Uh, they did really well against India and they've got some batters in form and bowlers in form. So I think it's just going back to the drawing boards and make sure that we executing our blueprints with regards to our bowling and batting and fielding and making sure that we can be a, a lot more consistent in executing that uh, and just focusing on, on our game plans and what we need to do. For those who are just joining us, we are speaking to Proteus spinner Keshav Maharaj, who was also the captain in the ODIs against England in the absence of Temba Pavuma. We welcome your voice notes 061-4104-107. You can call us on 011-714-2006. Talking about the captaincy, Keshav, you also led the team with aplomb in the ODIs. Some of us have seen your leadership skills even from here at home with the Dolphins. Great tactical awareness and innovation. How do you describe your leadership style? <laughs> sure, that's a hard one to ask me, but <laughs> uh, no, I just uh, uh, I'm I'm a bit of a thinker, deep thinker, even when I'm not a, uh, sort of captaining the side. So you know, I like to look at the the tactic, uh, tactical and, uh, and technical awareness of the game, and sort of try get a feel and read and rhythms of the game. But it's also making sure that my players have the platform to execute their skill and in the best frame of mind to do the best they can do. Mm. And how different is it from franchise cricket to international cricket? 
just leading the team? <laughs> I think, yeah, there's a lot more pressure. There's a lot of stuff that you have to do off the field uh, rather than on the field. But uh, yeah, I think it's, it is a bit of a transition just dealing with that stuff. But I, I think when you're in, in the middle, you don't really think too much because the adrenaline takes over and you're in sort of game mode. So yeah, you don't feel too much of it. We've got a caller on the line from Cape Town. Must be Colin. Good evening, my friend. Good evening. Good evening, Tabisu and uh, Kesha. Yes, Kesha is here. Yeah. Hi, Colin. Do you know something? No. What makes me so actually sick of our tortillas? The first match, one scores 96. We lose a match or win the match. The next, the next innings, he makes nothing. Then somebody out of the blue comes, uh, Hendrickson makes uh, 60-odd, and somebody else, Markram had made nothing, makes something and saves us. What is wrong and what is Mark Boucher and how is Mark Boucher going to talk to those batsmen? How can you make 70, 99 and you go out for a duck or three or four in the next four, uh, two games? We are not consistent. So you're that calling for consistency? If one makes a hundred, he mustn't go out for one or a duck in the next two games. <laughs> Where did the damn film come from that he made a hundred? No, that is why. Okay, Colin, let's hear from uh, Keshav. How, Keshav, how do you keep the consistency or how hard is it to keep <laughs> consistency at this level? Because according to Colin, you can't make 100 and go out cheaply the next game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, if it, uh, I'd love to say if it was that easy, everyone would be scoring 100 every game. And yeah, yeah I think it's something that we are striving to, to get better as a unit in terms of consistency. But with the nature of the way cricket's going and things, you know, it's bound to happen. But I think it just shows that everyone's sticking their hand up at any given time, which is which is really key for us. I mean, you know, everyone goes through various forms with it in any other sporting code, but it's it's about the teammates around you that are always going to pick you up and sort of uh, revive you when you need to. So it just shows the character in the squad and we're not reliant on one person and it's a collective effort. Yeah, I know Colin is probably referring to the ODIs also. There was one game where you put a 300 on the board yeah. and the next game the team was bowled out yeah. for, 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 for 83. But but also what's what's also what what was interesting was also how the the, the fielding the turnaround after the first game in the T20s what happened after that did you guys ever talk amongst each other because we know that South African uh, cricket and the protests have high standards when it comes to the fielding and a lot of people are surprised at how many drop catches were how many catches went down in that first match. Yeah, I think you know some, fielding is something we've always prided ourselves as a nation uh, on. Justin Antong has done some amazing work with us, and it's you know. Um, it's, it will just happen to be one of those days. I mean, you're not always going to have your perfect game, but it just showed what we're capable of in the next game and how we bounce back. And, you know, throughout the other series, we showed what we're about. You know, I think the catching has been phenomenal thereafter and more yeah. especially the ground feeling and stuff. So I think we've, we've sort of fed off the energy that we sort of portrayed on TV as well. Mm. And, and and there's been a lot of talk about the fields or maybe how small the boundaries are in some of the stadiums in England. What are you expecting when you go to Australia for the T20 World Cup? 
Yeah, well, I need to be selected first. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, that's a good headache um, the selectors yeah, have, right? Yeah. Yeah, very much. So I think, uh, well, obviously with big fields, larger crowds, it's just to be important that you engage in the game at all time and not be distracted by uh, what's around you. And I think we've done that really well. Obviously, it was a bit new playing a, uh, in front of crowds nowadays compared to previously when we were in bubbles and things like that. So, you know, the boys are sort of adapting accordingly. Uh, and yeah, I think it's just about staying engaged at the game in, during the game at all times. Okay, let's take a voice note on 061-4104-107. Evening, dear member Tudane from Rwanda. Since now I've seen uh, Mr. Maharaj can do well with the pet, does he consider himself as an all-around? Thanks. Good evening, SAFM. It's Mandilake in Deep Slot. You know, I'm happy about the win of, of the T20 series. Uh, and I see the Ireland next coming uh, series, but I can't wait for for the test series. Looking at our position in the in the in the in the test world championship, and uh, how England is playing right now, I think it's going to be an exciting one. And uh, yes, I can't wait to see Kish and and and, and Simon Harmer twin spinning there. Okay, that's a good one. Um, that's a good one. Okay, maybe let's start with the f- first one. Um, oh, we've got another voice note. Okay, let's play another voice note. Good evening, Cash, and good evening to Tabiso. It's Libra here. Look, uh, at the start of your uh, international career, you were termed or bracketed as a test player. I don't know if you can recall, but you changed a lot of people's mindsets because I remember playing for the Dolphins, how you were the one of the top worker takers and you won the one-day cup and you you know, you know, showed that you can play in all three formats of the game together with Tim Bavuma, who has since, of course, uh, been captain of the team. So what can you say about that? And then two, um, as the team, do you feel that you are controlling contenders for the world cup are you confident that you can win the t20 world cup in australia because certainly from the outside we feel like you're contenders we don't don't know what is the mindset of course uh, in the team how is the team feeling ahead of the world cup um, in in australia Um, yeah thank you very much and uh, tristan Stubbs, what a talent um yeah thank you it's libra here Okay, thanks for that question, Libra. I didn't want to ask it myself. I'm glad somebody did. Does the team see itself as contenders for the World Cup, uh, for the T20 World Cup, Keshav? Yeah, definitely. I think we're not going to go to a World Cup to not want to compete and, and put our hands up as contenders. I think we can draw a lot of inspiration and, and uh, sort of positive energy from the previous World Cup last year. I think everyone's motivated to try turn the ship around with regards to World Cups and things like that. And I think it's just about staying in the moment and taking one game at a time, which the boys have been really focused on. And it's shown very much so in our T20 cricket over the last, like I said, two years or so. So, yeah, I think we, we do feel that way. We do believe. Uh, and, you, you know, we just got to play to our tempos, our blueprints, and hopefully the rest will take care of itself. Okay, and then he also wanted to know, initially you were labelled as a one-dimensional player. Where do you feel your game is right now? Yeah, I think uh, he's 100% right. I was obviously branded uh, as a one-dimensional player, but, you know, being the person I am, I've always wanted to play three formats for South Africa. Um, And, yeah, I sort of had to go learn my trade, uh, you know, thanks to the coach who gave me clarity on what I need to do to get into the squads and, you know, worked on various skill sets and, you know, try to be a little bit smarter in the way I go about things. And fortunately enough, I did gain more opportunities. So, you know, I'm still learning as, as the journey goes on and I'd like to learn a lot more um, and yeah, hopefully um, can make a huge impact in all formats of the game. 
Yeah, and you've also been opening the bowling, Cash. Have you had to adjust your bowling a bit? What do you make of this role? And how different is it from bowling in the middle overs? Yeah, I think <laughs> with two people out in the power play, it's, it's a lot more <laughs> difficult than yeah, you think. Yeah. Boundaries are extremely small here where we're playing and, you know, batters hit the ball a long way. But I think it just, it's just relishing the opportunity to do something for the team. And like I said, hopefully start the team on the front foot in the game and set the tone from there on in. So what's the thinking? How do you set the tone as a spinner? Is it, is it try to contain the batsman? What's the thinking in opening with a spinner? Well, it's just it's basically reading conditions. Sometimes it's matchups and what have you. But I think in terms of setting the tone, you either want to restrict them from a run point of view, or if you can pick up a wicket or two, it really does set the tone and allows the other bowlers to settle in. Is it also maybe because openers are usually used to the fast bowlers and and the ball coming onto the bat, and maybe there's a weakness against being with the openers. Yeah, very much so. I think, like I said, it's conditions based and matchups, meaning. Uh, if the if you find that the batter has a relative weakness against spin or is probably more adept in playing steam bowling, then you sort of try and combat that with the various combinations of who you, who takes the new ball. And then somebody asked you, he was impressed with your batting. They want to know if you consider yourself as an all rounder. I would think so with four Test fifties. Yeah, I do. Uh, to be honest, I haven't done myself any justice with the numbers I've put off, uh, put on uh, on the board. Uh, I do. I know about my ability with the bat. It's just about sort of not getting too excited at the crease if I have to be really blunt about it but yeah I'm working really hard and hopefully I can put in some big numbers across all formats uh, it is my goal to obviously get a test 100 one day so fingers crossed I can achieve that they always give you the difficult job sometimes you open the betting sometimes you're a night watchman right <laughs> is that because that, yeah, I'm gonna take the opportunity. You gotta <laughs> take the opportunity. If you if you can make it through the night, you're basically opening better the next day. Okay, okay, that's a good way to look at it. And there's also been a lot of talk as we wrap up cash about Tristan Stubbs. He's got everybody talking. Those who've seen him in domestic cricket are not surprised. What have you made of him? Yeah, uh, I saw him in Durban three years ago. And the first ball that I did see of him, he hit a, he hit a six over cover to the long boundary. And I was like, jeepers, not many people can walk in and do that. And so glad I'm so glad to see the way his career has panned out and blossomed. Uh, I think he's really elevated himself and his skill set. And, you know, the innings he played the other night, uh, it's not something that we haven't seen of Tristan. He hits the ball a long way. He's 21 years old. Uh, Seats a ball like he's 35, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm really happy for him. And you know, the world's his oyster. Uh, he he's a very good kid, a humble kid, and you know, always wants to learn. So fingers crossed. Uh, you know, he's he's someone that's gonna be here for the next 15 years. Yeah, that's quite interesting because his coach at the Warriors, Robbie P, tells a story about how he picked him from just betting in the nets. He could just see how he was hitting the ball and how this, the sound that the ball made of the bat. And he thought, this guy can play. And then he says in the first match, just before he went out to bat, Tristan Stabs, he asked the coach, what do I do with my first ball? The coach said, if it's out there to hit, you hit it. And he hit it for six. <laughs> so that's Tristan Stabs for you. <laughs> no, he's, yeah, he's, he's, like I said, he's a wonderful kid with exceptional talent. And, you know, we've, we all support him yeah, and we know he's going to achieve great things for this team. Yeah, And finally, are we likely to see Gerald Kutsia in this series against Ireland? 
Sure. If I was a selector, I'd give you the answer, but <laughs> I can't answer that. But I'm sure, uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, he's an exciting talent and I'm sure his opportunity will come at some stage, if not now, in, in the future. Uh, he's really exciting what he puts out from both ball and bat. Uh, you know, his batting is very underrated. He also hits the ball a long way and we saw that in one of the Momentum Cups or One Day Cups uh, games. So, yeah, uh, I'm sure at some stage he will get his opportunity. Yeah. And in the Nets, is he fast? How fast is he? Uh, to be honest, I, I haven't faced him in the net. I yeah. probably wouldn't want to face him in the net right now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, okay. we know we can turn off the gas when he needs to. And he's he's obviously learned under some uh, um, uh, uh, someone who has the uh, ability to yeah to bowl extremely fast. So I won't be surprised uh, if he's clocking close to the 145k mark. Okay, interesting. Let's hope to see him against Ireland. But thanks for your time, Cash. I know there's a match tomorrow, but I appreciate you finding time to speak to us here at home. Only a pleasure. Thanks, guys, for having me. And yeah, just keep the support going. I will hope to make you guys proud. Thank you. You've already made the country proud with that T20 series win over England. So over to Ireland now. Both matches, as I mentioned, will be played in Ireland between the Proteas and England starting tomorrow. Tomorrow is a day-nighter in uh, Bristol. So I think that one should start at about 7.30, but I'll just double-check that. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We are going to talk to SABC Sport General Manager Gary Rathbone. There was a big announcement made um, last night about uh, 